Welcome back to Raging Workaholics. Well, hi there. Miles is looking good again today. Yeah. (laughs) Just like Miles. Yes. We have Melissa again. Miles is being a world traveler and us cool people just stay here in our community and do things here. So he's he's off making, making his thing happen and we're here. We are here. And you know what has been a blessing in the last couple of weeks? The rain. The rain. No snow and the rain. Oh, no mm-hmm. snow. It, it is glorious. glorious. I was thinking about that on my way here. How green and beautiful everything is yes. since the last time we spent time together. Yes, exactly. It's yes. only been a couple of weeks, but it yeah. definitely has transformed the lawns. Mm-hmm. And if your lawn needs a little pick-me-up, you should go to simplelawnsolutions.com. Absolutely. And get the solution for your lawn. So if you if your lawn's not quite as green as the neighbors mm-hmm. and or you just want to make it a little bit better, go check it out. They have all the products. They have a little diagnostic diagnostic uh, formula for you so that you can apply the right stuff because what works here in Minnesota, North Dakota is going to be different mm-hmm. than what works in Florida and different parts of the country. Totally different. So get, go ahead and check get out what your lawn needs. Get what your your lawn needs. Go ahead and check out simplelawnsolutions.com. Yes. Melissa. Sarah. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I think it would be great to talk about what makes a team successful. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Is it just like a magic formula? Yes. It it is is a magic formula. Sweet. It's a magic formula that has five pillars. Ooh. Are you going to disclose the the magic? I am. Oh, man. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Any relationship at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Period. (laughs) End of sentence. What do you need to have in order to have anything else? Well, I know the answer. So this is well. Tell me. (laughs) I was like, oh, can I make up something dumb? But I cannot. I cannot think of anything. (laughs) Uh, Trust. You better believe it. It starts with trust. Yeah. Like if we don't have trust, Mm -hmm. it's why I, I convinced you to come work for a company that has no money. Right. <laughs> exactly right. And here we are. And we're having literally the most magical time ever. Yes. Creating really great things. And we're able to pivot and move fast and yes. trip over each other mm-hmm. and make mistakes. And it's okay because why? We trust each other. We trust each other. Yes. And we know that whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. we are literally making the best possible choice yes. with the information we have in that moment. Yes. And yes. so there's never any drama. Uh-huh. Yep. It's amazing, right? It is pretty amazing, actually. We can talk about hard things like that because we know at the end of the day we got each other's back. So that works really well. Um, a book that really was influential in my journey uh, in leadership is The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. Oh, sure. And what he really talks about in that. So even if you're not like a if you're not a touchy feely relationship kind of leader mm-hmm. and you're more of a transactional, like how do we make the most bang for our buck efficiency, that type of leader, trust is not a fluffy thing. No, it's not. No. Um, you, you really nailed it. And I mean, the speed of trust, even in the title, mm-hmm. it's true. The more you trust, the faster you can go. Yeah. There's not the extra stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, we talk about the meeting after the meeting. Mm-hmm. All of the time. Yes. When there's no trust, the pre-meetings are happening. 
the side eye looks during the meetings are happening <laughs> and then the after the meeting meeting is yes. happening yes mm -hmm. and that just takes so much time and if you think about all those dollars you're paying people to stand around and talk about the same thing because you don't trust each other enough oh. to get to the meat of the situation and so you talk around things it just costs your organization so much money so yeah foundation of relationship trust trust absolutely uh we can talk more about that if if we want so trust then communication oh that's a thing it's, uh, just a do it's weird well. we should talk to each other yeah and Is maybe to have talk? trusting relationships we have to talk to each other yeah that's part of it and we might have to move through some conflict every now and again mm -hmm. so tell me about that because so i'm conflict conflict adverse i do not like it same girl sam yeah uh miles does so too bad he's not here ben how are you on conflict when it's necessary i'm like game for it game. but like if we can avoid it yeah probably conflict avoidance yeah yeah. Uh -huh. yeah yeah our natural tendencies we talk about that actually quite a bit about how you know a lot of times we do have that natural tendency to be like mm, Mm -hmm. If we can just avoid a conflict, fine. But as we grow, both professionally and personally, we realize sweeping it under the rug or just avoiding it actually creates more conflict in the long run. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier as we grow, mm -hmm. Little sometimes with age, yeah. sometimes with experience and some wisdom, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's really necessary just to get through it yep. in order to get past it. And Something that's helped for me is knowing that I care a lot about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so let's rip the bandaid off, get through all the BS, and then we can move forward. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. Yep. And going back to that trust, mm -hmm. if you got the trust, you can get through the conflict a heck of a lot easier. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, and we talked about the Enneagram the other week yeah. and knowing your personality style and knowing what your preference is, mm -hmm. is going to be really important. Um, within the Enneagram, we talked a little bit about the different stances yeah. that show up, whether you're compliant, whether you'd like to withdraw or like in, in both of our personalities. Compliant. Um, and I want to say Ben's too. Ours get to, no, Ben's would be withdrawn. Ours go into compliant, uh -huh. whereas Miles would go into assertive aggressive. Yeah. And so naturally, mm. we're all going to, you know, act a little bit differently mm -hmm. in conflict mm -hmm. and having that awareness, that self-awareness and the awareness of who you work with is going to be just so important mm -hmm. and so key so that you can be like, oh, so-and-so is being a jerk. No, they're just assertive aggressive. Mm -hmm. They're being who they are naturally. Mm -hmm. When... I or you get into a compliant mode, someone can well, check that a little bit and mm -hmm. say, mm, "Do you is this really what you think or are you just going along with it? Right. Or we can invite someone whose natural tendency, um, like a nine, the peacemaker, mm -hmm. would be to go within mm -hmm. and you can invite them back into the conversation. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. What have you, how, what are some tactics you've used mm -hmm. To help get people back to kind of a safe place yeah. in communication. Well, I just used one yesterday. Um, so we had some written communication oh, yeah. um, that was made me interpret that they were probably a little bit upset. Okay. Um, so then we had a uh, we scheduled a conversation, like a face to face conversation, so we could deal with it. And in leading up to that conversation, I said what you you say often is find the ten percent. Yeah. So. What rather than um, coming at it like I 
have this situ- this stance and you have this stance. I just, the first thing that I said in coming to that meeting was, I understand mm-hmm. how this is disruptive and this is the situation which we need to work in. So how do we move forward? And whoop, guard down. down. Now we can have a real conversation versus if I said, well, my hands are tied or if and I would have done this is what we got to do. Yeah, this is what we have to do. Yeah. If I would have said something like that, then their their defenses would go up. They would start arguing their piece. I actually understand their piece and they actually understand mine. So mm-hmm. the 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 situation we had to work through was just fine. We just needed to have conversation about it, but because I approached the initial conversation as I understand that this is disruptive mm-hmm. or in that case, that's what we were talking about is sure. that it's disruptive. Um, but how do we move forward or, and how do we move forward? Um, cause we all, th- when it comes to decisions, we all have constraints. Oh, we absolutely. Can't control everything. No, we sure can't. So knowing the constraints, how do we move forward? But without saying, I understand, I think it would have gone a little bit different. Yep. A little, there would have been more friction Yes, because you hadn't acknowledged their perspective, right? Perspective taking is huge yeah. when we're in conflict and, and acknowledging that someone has a different experience mm-hmm. than you do. Mm-hmm. Super important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, um, when we, when, when we're winning at all costs mm-hmm. and the other person is winning at all costs, <laughs> we're never going <laughs> to, nobody's winning. There's no win. Just period. The, you know, win, win that becomes bullshit because there's no win. Yeah. Because we're only fighting for ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are some times to, to have a standard mm-hmm. and a boundary, mm-hmm. but there is something to have a standard, you know, self-standards. And yep. we've talked about values before. Mm-hmm. What really do you value and what is going to be the best possible outcome mm-hmm. for the whole? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to ruin the relationship, right, regardless of how deep that relationship is, mm-hmm. I mean, that. Word spreads fast there. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Relationships over roles or yes. people before profits, all of the things, all of the yep, things. All of the things. Okay. So the next thing, expectations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How good are we in the Midwest about setting expectations? We're pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Especially when we uh, try to hold people accountable. <laughs> yeah. Midwest nice in the house. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we like to borrow from Brene Brown, mm-hmm. a shame researcher who says clear is kind, unclear is unkind. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that in your workplace with your team? Oh, I'm not very good at this. Oh, so. okay. Well, <laughs> let's work through that. Okay. I am. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to work through it right Why here. not? Why not? So we put some things into place to try and help because it's not my natural tendency and not saying that if you're micromanaging, you're being clear. Cause that's not necessarily true. Correct. Um, but I am like the hands-off manager too. That is like, okay, I gave you a task set forth and go do and go conquer the world. Yes. And I'm not going to give you any guidance or anything. <laughs> not that I'm not willing to, it's more right. of a time thing. And so I'm going to assume, you know, how to do all of the things unless you tell me you don't. But mm. the other thing is, so that works well for the people who've been with me for a while. Yep. For the newer people, they um, are still in the, Hey, we need to impress Sarah mode. Mm-hmm. So they might not share, like, I don't actually know how to 
do this. Um, so that's where I'm not doing my team a a good thing in that I don't create enough space to teach them how to do it. Did you use the tuna fish sandwich? Uh, yeah, the, okay. I think the last time, uh, but uh, that actually was what popped into my head. So yeah, yeah. It, it's so true that especially when someone is in that, I want to prove my value. Yeah. And by proving my value, I can't come to you and tell <laughs> you the things that I don't know, because then you're going to think, why did I hire this person? Yes. Just so you know, that's actually not true. That people don't think that unless you keep coming back with the same thing that I told you four times, then we're thinking, why, why can you not remember this? Uh, but if you're asking for the first time, by all means, ask. By all means. And if you are asking for the fourth time as a leader, yeah. take a pause to see how you're working through it, too. Yeah, like, I'm not communicating well. Exactly. Like we can only own our role. Mm -hmm. um, so first the first step should be taking a look at what we're doing to see if there's something we can change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If at some point the expectations are clear and someone is not following through, then you've got to make some difficult decisions. But I think the natural tendency is to just start doubting mm -hmm. right away. And yeah. we've got to own our own yeah. side of the street. Yeah. Yeah. We played a role in it. And Absolutely. that's a part of leadership is you play a role in everything. So owning that. Uh, one example is, uh, so in the accounting world, yep. financials are a thing, right? Having financials done. Yes. And I had to learn this uh, when I first like transitioned somebody else to, to do the financial statements okay. and what done meant. So financial statements are done by the 10th or whatever the due date is and when they like oh they're done here they are i'm like oh, oh no goodness your version of done <laughs> yes and my version of done yeah are so a little different a little different so Brene also uses the term painting done yeah um so really describing what done looks like so now uh we have a checklist so oh. this client their financials done means you did all of these things um so that has been helpful in painting done or clear as kind so from a non-finance person's mm -hmm. background mm -hmm. With closing out each different type of financials for each different client, mm -hmm. do those checklists look differently? A little bit, okay. mostly similar. And sure. there just might be caveats, like some we do payroll for, some we don't. So then there's extra steps in that. So there's just a few. For the most part, it's similar, but then there's the extras. For sure. Greg McCowan, who's an author, um, he's written a few different books. Um, his most recent is Effortless. Mm -hmm. He talks a lot about checklists. Uh-huh. And how important they are because they make the work effortless. Yeah. And I mean, that's a that's a phenomenal way to set your team up for success by like giving them freedom within a framework. Yeah. Here's exactly what you need to do. Now go get it done. Mm -hmm. And in his uh, in the book Effortless, he talks about uh, pilots and how important mm -hmm. checklists are for pilots. And mm -hmm. once they started using checklists, how things just how accidents and mistakes oh, and yeah. all the things. And I mean. Where do you not want an accident <laughs> on an airplane? Yeah, yeah. Just maybe, maybe a little more life and death checking. than financial statements. <laughs> just maybe, yes. tiny bit, just tiny, tiny bit. bit. Yes, tiny bit. I am glad that they have a checklist and make sure all the things are working before we take off. That's <laughs> ideal. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's interesting too when we get when you're on the airplane and people get mad because there's an issue or something like that. One, you're just 
you're being selfish in that. And I've been the person that's mad too, um, because you're going to miss your connection and disrupt blah, blah, blah. Uh, but also the other alternative is that they don't <laughs> find the mechanical error and you die. So yep. let's just remember that. that uh, and then uh, obviously it's frustrating when you're not communicated with and you're like, uh, we have an issue. We're going to get somebody to fix it and you sit on the tarmat for three hours that's super fun yeah it's a lot (laughs) we've never done anything like that before so there might be a little thing uh i do you want to share what you learned about the airline and maybe why some of that behavior plays into like why they won't let you off the plane when the door after the door's been shut if there is mechanical error do you mean like what we talked about with payment yes yes okay so just recently, mm-hmm. um, I learned that flight attendants and you know anyone who's working on the plane, they do not get paid until the door closes. Yeah, did you really? know that? Really? No. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. My mom was the one who told me. Uh-huh. Had no idea, and so my parents are now like retired snowbirds. I'm totally jealous. I told them they did not check with. Their new CEO me, <laughs> um, to see if, if they, their PTO was approved before they left. Uh-huh. Um, but my mom, she's so sweet. Once she found out, she made these little gift bags for all of the flight attendants oh. um, on her plane, so or on their flights. So for every flight they took, whether connecting or not, she just had little gift bags with chocolates. So uh-huh. like nothing above and beyond, and they were blown away. Uh-huh. It was amazing how many people came or how many of the flight attendants would find out where they were sitting and stop by and say, do you know a flight attendant? Are you a retired flight attendant? And all the questions because nobody does that. No. And it is fascinating to mm-hmm. me to realize that like they're legitimately working mm-hmm. before they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yep. And our expectations of them are really high because we're operating off of an assumption that they're getting paid to work. Yeah, to Mm. haul our heavy ass bag and put it in the overhead bin. And then we put it in there jacked up and they got to resort everything. Yeah. Yeah, And then we're pissed that they moved it a couple things, a couple overhead bit compartments down yes. because then we're going to have to figure out where it is. Yes. So inconvenient. Yes. So inconvenient. And here for they us. are just mm-hmm. donating their time. Exactly. Exactly. And our expectations of them are just so high to be yep. perfect all of the time. Mm-hmm. And really they're just trying to get us to our final destination safely. <laughs> yes. Yep. And we're a bunch of jerks. <laughs> we're a bunch of jerks. We kind of are yeah. sometimes can really be a j- bunch of jerks. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, you add in the feelings about the stress with travel. Yeah. And are sometimes our not best selves. Yes. End yeah. up showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. And Delta, actually, mm-hmm. I just read this probably within last week, is going to be making a change. Oh. They are going to actually start paying their Ooh. flight attendants before the, the door, door shut. Yeah, nice. pioneers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, think about what a leverage opportunity that is for as an Delta. Mm-hmm. Exactly, as an employer. So with shortage, shortages, clearly hard for me to say today, <laughs> left and right, this is a great way for them to differentiate themselves. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, so the next thing, opportunities. Yeah. Which we kind that was kind of a good segue that oh. I didn't even... Like intentionally. We are just so smart. I don't know about that. And by we, I mean you. Come now. Opportunities. Opportunities. How does that lead to success? Well, do you, would you like to work somewhere where you think you're in a dead end? Uh, Me personally? Mm -hmm. No. 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 Well, you personally 
are just like a majority of people. Weird. Weird. <laughs> we're actually not that special. No. No, we're not. Yep. Mom and dad told me I was, but I'm yep. not. Not so much. Not <laughs> no. so much at all. So people need opportunities. Yep. And I think um, a lot of times we, especially um, in smaller organizations, yeah. think that opportunity is only vertical. Mm -hmm. Or that's like the natural tendency to believe opportunity means vertical. Yep. Climbing it, the ladder as the ladder versus the jungle gym analogy but exactly talk more about the jungle gym analogy because yeah. i really like that one well so there's two different like memes out there one is the ladder to success you know you think it's vertical you think it's a wrong there's rungs and you just take the next step or whatever and then the jungle gym analogy is more accurate so you could go in the jungle gym you can go over you can go down and then over you can go all these different ways to still get to the top mm -hmm. and that is a more realistic picture of what your career path looks like in that you're never it's never going to be just step 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 um there are few careers that are similar to that and then so let's just say the cpa world so if you work in public accounting it's like um mm. associate senior associate manager senior manager whatever part and then partner okay and then managing partner like and law the law firms yep, would be in similar. those same things yep. but just and i would be curious of of those very structured things how often does somebody follow the path all the way to complete mm, because mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll get at a point and then either you'll leave the public accounting world and go into private and or if you're an attorney you might get also bought up by a private company and and do a jungle gym thing. Um, so I think that's super important. The other one is the arrow to success, like it being a straight oh, line. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's really like this big convoluted mess. Total mess. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's a gong show. Yeah. Like, and scribbling. that's so true. So opportunities is managing your expectations of opportunities in that it might not look exactly like you think it is. Um, and I am super curious about Ben's opinion about opportunities, especially here at UBEC being it is a smaller mm -hmm. company it's only been around um, as an organization for two years so what does that even when you think of the word opportunities for growth at you betcha what do you think of well i think of being able to try out different kinds of content and work on like upcoming projects that they have in the mm -hmm. works um there's a couple right now which i don't know how much i can say yeah but uh I've been helping with some of the scheduling with like shoots for those things. Yeah. And that to me is a new opportunity. Uh -huh. And I see it as this is a growing company, which means there are going to be opportunities down the road yeah. as it continues to grow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because and you can't always see them. Yeah. But, you know, given the leader that you have, they they will be there, whatever yes. the heck they are. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Melissa's in in your different roles? Oh my gosh, absolutely. There's been a couple of organizations that I've worked at where they've been small mm -hmm. and or the teams, the divisions within the larger organization have been small. Mm -hmm. And that was something that we really had to look at ways to overcome, especially where I was previously, where we were a small team mm -hmm. and there wasn't a lot of vertical opportunity. The vertical opportunity only came when somebody left. Yep. Yeah. And that was a real challenge. And especially the we had a lot of young employees who are like wanting to build their careers mm -hmm. and when they were hired mm -hmm. we only had one position mm -hmm. and it was that position and the next opportunity was like a leader and to get that 
that person had to leave. Mm -hmm. And so we had to get really creative in upskilling and having new opportunities. Like you had mentioned where all of a sudden now you're working on different projects Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes even within the different divisions of that organization, how can we plug you in into this opportunity so that you can work with a completely different team, Mm -hmm. work with different personalities and work with new opportunities. So it's all about getting creative. Sometimes we won't be able to move them right up a a ladder Mm because the ladder's short because we're a small company, but growth will come Mm -hmm. depending on who you're working with. Mm -hmm. And we can always lean into what more can I learn and Mm -hmm. grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And that can be the opportunity as well. Yeah. So we took it, uh, Ben took it from a team member perspective. We Mm -hmm. took it a little bit from a leadership perspective. And sometimes not all people have the viewpoint that Ben had um, that I'm in because I can't see it but I know it's there. Like that's, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. faith thing or a yep. hope thing. Um, what about those people who maybe need a little bit more reassurance? How do we as leaders or, or just even coworkers, like say that somebody in the Ubecha team's like, well, I Tyler is Tyler, your supervisor. I guess technically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Tyler, Tyler's the same age as me or whatever, maybe five years older. He's not going to retire like, <laughs> you know, anytime right. soon. So how do I like if they don't see it, how do we help paint that picture or even encourage them? Like, dude, there's so much opportunity here. And I know you guys don't have this. Well, I uh, my perception is <laughs> that you don't have a lot of that discussion mm-hmm. like uh, where are we going or anything like that? So how do we kind of navigate um, the expectation of opportunity? You know, I think it comes back to that second thing we talked about, mm-hmm. which is communication. Oh, weird. 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 It's oh. all connected. All of those things are connected to get us to success. <laughs> <laughs> and you I, can't just like check the box that you did that and you're done. Oh, yeah. We don't get to have one conversation oh. ever and then be done with it. What? Shoot. I communicated with you on your first day. I know it's been 365 days, but. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Okay. No. So I think, yeah, it's that continuous communication and sometimes asking it, you know, as silly as it sounds like, what do you want? Yeah. Can we achieve this here? How can we grow your skills Mm -hmm. so that, you know, potentially, and we've seen this happen before someone might be with an organization for a while, Mm -hmm. grow their skills and their capacity. Mm -hmm. And if you end on a great connection there on a great relationship, you can leave Go get different skills elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, there's even some, um, gosh, I forget where I learned about this, but let someone leave, let another company train them <laughs> and yep. get their new skills mm-hmm. and then maintain that great relationship, mm-hmm. trust yeah. that foundation. And mm-hmm. then when the opportunity arises, they might be back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, and sometimes we need to recognize that there is a capacity in which we can give people opportunities, Mm -hmm. but it's, it becomes not necessarily just about us, but about creating opportunity for them because Mm -hmm. it all comes full circle. Yeah. So what about if you're, um, a leader, so you're at a level and you're having some self doubt about what you should give up because then what are you going to do? Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Just first, don't worry. There's plenty of work. (laughs) 
I know. You're I, probably drowning and <laughs> complaining about it anyway, so yeah. probably just don't worry about yeah, it. But if I don't do this, nobody thinks I'm valuable. That's oh, the story you're telling Yes, yourself. I was just going to say, if you're assigning value to the amount of work you're doing, yeah. that's that's not quite the way to look at it. Yeah. The more we can pour into others, yes. I mean, truly a great leader is making other people better and making their dreams come true. Because yeah then their success is your success. Mm -hmm. Your success is their success. You can say that sounds like total bullshit and like crap you put on a wall, but yeah. it's mm -hmm. legitimately the truth. It is the yeah. truth. I mean, we can, a person can feel that. A team member can feel like, oh, this is selfish interests mm -hmm. or my leader really wants me to be better. Yeah. And that loyalty and connection will pay off in dividends. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think in our career journey, we have, we start in, whatever spot lower yep. and that's um our main thing is to deliver have deliverables mm -hmm. so whether that's a warm meal because I'm a cook or whether that's a video because I, I'm an editor or whether that's financial statements or yep. bank reconciliations or whatever or presenting what I had to learn and also what I challenge people to think is you're more valuable and I, whether you're doing the logical piece, like um, people are like, well, why would somebody pay me X more dollars to do less? Right. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. really about influence. So I'm doing less, AKA have less deliverables. Is like at the end of my corporate career, if you will, when I was in that CFO role, I actually, the work that I did as far as like producing a spreadsheet that analyzed this data or whatever was very minimal. The yep. bulk of my work was making sure that the team that I had um, had the tools they need to get their work done and running interference if I needed to so that so that they could have the tools to get the need. And I never it, until I was up the accident, which I maybe have talked about on that podcast somewhere. Um, it was before that was kind of the changing event where I changed my mindset. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to do it all yep. and, because my team is actually super incredible and I can't do more if I'm always doing these things. So one thing that I want to challenge all of our, our people that don't place your value on the number of tasks that you've completed and, or the type of tasks that you've completed, because those things can be done mm -hmm. by not anyone because that's not true. You can't necessarily just go produce financial statements. What? <laughs> what? I don't see why not if yeah. I have a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and YouTube. You also have access I, to YouTube, I which will be YouTube. very helpful. But um, <laughs> so you but there's a piece the people who get to the top or whatever it is that you're striving for only get there by utilizing the people around them. And so I just want people to think of that differently. Like think of delegation as not that I, they can't do it. It's like you're, you're creating more value in yourself and more value in them by allowing them to. Yep. Just unravel that story yeah. that you've got playing in your head that the value comes from the tasks you're doing. Yes, that's that's, not that's a story. That's a story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So fifth. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I was going there too. Oh, what is it? What is number five? It's legitimately success. Period. And where that comes from is the sustainability of the four other things that we've already uh, talked about. Okay. So 
just like you mentioned, oh, you mean we can't just talk on your first day of work and then I don't have to talk to you ever again? <laughs> you can't actually not do these things on an ongoing basis uh -huh. because it is these four things that lift up and produce success mm -hmm. as a team. Mm -hmm. And so it's that consistency, yeah. which sucks. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Consistency sucks. Like mm -hmm. I actually, consistently eat bad for myself. Oh, that's the worst, <laughs> isn't it? I consistently put too much creamer in my coffee. Oh, I'm pretty consistent on those things. You know I'm consistent with that. Yeah. I just told Sarah yesterday. There's Is that milk or coffee? Definitely <laughs> no calories in my creamer with a splash of coffee. Yeah. No. <laughs> Because I'm not going to stop drinking it, so I don't actually care. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, consistency is real, whether we want it to be or not, yes. which means we've got to continue to build trusting relationships. Mm -hmm. We've got to continue to communicate, continue to set up those expectations. Mm -hmm. So also people can freaking crush it. Right. Mm -hmm. Nobody acts, actually likes to show up to work and suck. Mm -hmm. So Give them the expectations, yeah. be clear about it in your communication and let them rise to the top yeah. and give them those opportunities. Yeah. Continually do those things mm -hmm. as a team and you will have success. Yeah. It, yep. Just do it. Magic formula. Just do it. I, that Just it, do it. Nike, Nike was on to something and I don't think, I don't know. Do they still use that? If you just go, if we're, if you go to the retro or to the secondhand store, you probably find some just do it Nike shirts, oh. um, but totally yeah. it, that's all it's about. There's a book called eat that frog. That's all it's about is yep. just doing the work, being consistent and in those four categories and you will be successful. Yeah. Easy as that. Yeah. It's just easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. I couldn't <laughs> stop myself. Well, it was yeah. in my head and it was yeah. out my mouth real fast. You gotta well, say it. If you weren't gonna do it, I was. Oh, okay, good. Do it. I'm no. glad to hear that. <laughs> so oh, let's gosh. let's do a wrap up so we remember because okay. we went through that what felt like fast, but it's probably already been a half hour. Um, what are the what are the foundations the foundations for success? How do we get there again? The foundations for success are. I just, for, I was going to skip over <laughs> trust. No. I was legitimately going to try to bypass trust. Don't do it. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. It would have slowed down our business. Yes. It might have been more expensive. Way more expensive. So we're going to start with trust, even though Melissa tried to forget it. <laughs> then we are going to communicate. Yes. Oh, do it. Just do it. Talk about the Make stuff. Make space. Yes. Yeah. So trust, communication, expectations opportunities all leads to success success go get them go get them go get them tiger, tiger. <laughs>